0: Welcome to the Dell Technologies Energy Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about energy IT transformation. Hello everyone, Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Energy Power Chat. And today we're going to be talking about enabling artificial intelligence for energy with Dell partner Digital Harmonic. And our guest is Mr. Mason Barron, who's the CTO for Digital Harmonic. How are you doing today, Mason? I'm doing great. How about you? Very well, and thanks for being on the podcast. Could we start with a little bit of your background, please?
1: My degrees are in electrical engineering, and after college, I spent 14 years at the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Lab and spent the last 10 of those years, and then four years at Alliance Science Technology, building and leading software development rapid prototyping teams to go solve some of the most complex problems we could find. We ended up setting the state of the art in several key areas of remote sensing, especially from aircraft. My personal expertise is spread across image, video, and signal processing more specifically on detection, tracking, fusion, like multi-sensor fusion, and machine learning. And that made Digital Harmonic too good a fit and opportunity to pass up when I joined just over a year ago.
0: Well, that sounds great, and thanks for that background. I wanted to play off a little bit of that background in imagery and video that you have and ask you about the role of imagery and video in the energy industry.
1: The energy sector actually has the highest diversity of electromagnetic spectrum use I've encountered whether it's non-penetrating x-ray, and infrared inspection for predictive maintenance, or remote airborne ground-based and subsurface sensing for everything from quality assurance, safety, anomaly detection, or just monitoring critical infrastructure for security. All of these activities are producing some combination of images, video, and signal data that needs to be processed, reviewed, and acted on, potentially.
0: Mason, that's interesting. It sounds like there's a lot of data being generated of different forms, and we all know about subsurface seismic analysis and video analysis and the things you mentioned. What are the challenges of processing these potentially large sets of data?
1: There are so many. I'll try and pick a few that drive the engineering and purchasing decisions. For example, the first is just the sheer volume of data collected. It causes a lot of potential bottlenecks downstream in the processing workflow, and it can be difficult or impossible to transport back to decision makers in a timely or a cost-effective fashion. For example, whenever an aircraft flies along a pipeline or inspects a turbine or a camera is monitoring a piece of critical infrastructure, the amount of data generated can be pretty significant and then increase that by the several orders of magnitude as everything that's happening concurrently across the globe. Another related issue is that a lot of these sites where the collection needs to occur tend to be remote or hard to get to locations. So they're separated from, in a lot of cases, the experts that need to interpret the data, which brings back that same transport challenge. Lastly, either through desire for cost efficiency, getting the longest operating life out of the sensors, or just the realities of the constraints of where these sensors are being placed or where the things that are collecting this imagery and video are being placed, we tend to run into a lot of challenging collection conditions that are also made more challenging by the use of low-cost sensors. So whether it's noise or atmospheric obstacles like wind, rain, snow, or fog, they can make getting good data and processing that into useful information more difficult.
0: So we have lots of data being generated in far-flung locations in very noisy environments. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) So (laughs) Exactly. How can an energy provider Mm -hmm. achieve better efficiency in processing some of this data?
1: Cleaning the data, and by that I mean removing as much error, noise, maximizing the information extraction of that imagery and video as far upstream as possible, will take a lot of pressure off the rest of the downstream chain and it makes it easier to pre-process, transport, and help users make earlier decisions on the data if you can do that upstream and faster. Each situation is different, though. Sometimes backhauling it to a laptop in a truck or a midstream compute node or even all the way back to the data center is the ideal for that given purpose, but the important part is cleaning the data, extracting and retaining all the salient pieces of that as quickly as possible to knock down the data volume in whatever way makes the most sense for the particular mission you're performing.
0: I know we're trying to feed this data into AI algorithms, and how does cleaning the data help with AI processing and extracting insights?
1: Machine learning, just like any other signal or image processing algorithm or block, it takes some input, image, or signal and generates one or more outputs. That could be, for example, taking a satellite image and generating a cloud mask to show you where you can't see the ground from that imagery, or measuring the density of a specific section of metal pipe to figure out whether it's been penetrated. Those are just a few examples, but all of these are data and measurement driven processing steps. So just like in all signal processing tasks, the higher the signal noise ratio, meaning the clearer or cleaner that data, the ability to detect or extract whatever you're trying to get from a given set of data, it directly results in increased success rate. We demonstrate this routinely in the video world where machine learning is used for object detection, which is locating objects of interest in video, like people or vehicles. Depending on how these algorithms are trained, they can perform quite poorly when they get out into the real world where there's haze, fog, rain, snow, and it gets dark at night, which is pretty obvious to us. But if they weren't trained to handle that, or based on the limits of the algorithms they're using to do so, they may not be able to handle it at all. There is a cliche that garbage in, garbage out, but improving the quality of that data is often absolutely required for downstream
0: success. That's a very old phrase and it used to be when we were processing single records of data and now we're processing terabytes of video imagery and things like that. So certainly a scale up of an old problem. Mason, you mentioned that you joined Digital Harmonic about a year ago. I'm interested to hear how Digital Harmonic addresses this noisy, voluminous data problem.
1: We address it in two different ways with two different products. The first is PurePixel, which is software that runs on NVIDIA GPUs and acts as a bump in the wire for imagery, video, and streaming video processing to remove atmospheric artifacts like wind, rain, snow, haze, as well as sharpening, correcting focus problems that often happen, especially with cheaper or IoT sensors or smaller cameras. You can have a lot of issues with the collection itself, and we correct all of those out, but we do so extremely quickly. For example, our processing of 1080p or HD streams happens in under 30 milliseconds, complete door-to-door on a video stream. The second product we have is Keyframe, which is a unique software library that increases video stream quality while significantly reducing bandwidth. It runs on the client side or as a matched server-client pair and can be integrated into desktop, browser, TV, smartphone, laptop-based video viewing platforms.
0: Well, thanks for that overview of PurePixel and Keyframe, Mason. I'd like to have you take us under the hood of these products, if you don't mind. Can you take us deeper into how PurePixel works?
1: So it's just software. It runs on Windows and Linux. It really tries to fit into any given architecture or infrastructure that's already there, and it's built to process imagery, whether that be single or batches video or streaming video in real time with very low latency. It combines seven patented algorithms with TED trade secret algorithms and a very unique control system that automatically senses, understands what's going wrong in the video, what type of video it's looking at, and corrects that on the fly without any human interaction.
0: What types of imagery does PurePixel process? For example, does it process infrared? PurePixel
1: processes everything from electro-optical or visible light imagery all the way through the infrared bands as well as it has shown great success processing x-ray, as well as millimeter wave imagery. But our information extraction techniques and our algorithms are pretty agnostic to the band of imagery that's being collected.
0: Now can you take us under the hood of Keyframe and tell us how that works?
1: Keyframe is a software library that increases video stream quality while significantly reducing the bandwidth. It runs on the client side or as a server-client-matched pair, and it can be integrated into pretty much any desktop, browser, TV, smartphone, laptop-based video viewing platform to improve quality without having to change your existing encoder pipelines. So it fully supports H.264, H.265, VP9, AV1, and is extremely compute efficient. So while our original focus for Keyframe was in the -the over-the-top internet video streaming and cable company sector, we very quickly discovered that it has broad applications across energy, commercial, and in the federal space, because everyone is trying to move back more and more imagery, video, and streaming video in less and less bandwidth.
0: Very interesting, Mason. And you mentioned that both PurePixel and Keyframe are software-based products using proprietary algorithms. Tell us how these products fit into a hardware infrastructure that might get deployed out to an energy site.
1: The good news about the way we've designed both pure pixel and keyframe is that they're really not the infrastructure themselves. They're just a processing step or a bump in the wire in whatever existing infrastructure is already there. And through Dell, we have both a software offering and a tiered bundle of software and hardware from everything down at Embedded all the way up through Laptop and Data Center grade, which makes adoption extremely
0: easy. Mason, what results could be expected relative to processing and transporting this data using your products?
1: There are many applications. For example, with PurePixel, if you're trying to monitor critical infrastructure using visible light cameras or infrared cameras, we're going to dramatically increase the environments under which you can achieve success in that monitoring, whether that be collecting visible light at night or in very low light conditions we can extract a significant amount of more information from the video than other systems are able to do, as well as penetrating fog, snow, haze, rain, and being able to continue to achieve whatever mission is required in those environments.
0: And what kind of results do you think we might see with the keyframe implementation?
1: With Keyframe's ability to enable greater video compression in real time, we're able to give anywhere between 20 and 80% bandwidth reduction without any loss of video quality on all of the content that we process. For example, if you're trying to push 4K video that with H.264 would take up to 40 megabits, 32 to 40 megabits to transmit at excellent quality, we're sending that in around 10 to 12 megabits with no perceived loss of quality.
0: You mentioned earlier how your software fits into a GPU-enabled server, for example, with Dell and NVIDIA. Can you take us a little deeper into your relationship with Dell and NVIDIA?
1: The PurePixel software is built for the NVIDIA CUDA platform and their phenomenal GPUs. And Dell is our true go-to-market partner, having provided a very clean set of edge-to-data center offerings from the 7740 laptops up through the T640 servers that provide all the horsepower necessary to easily bring our processing into any processing workflow. Mason, I know you
0: didn't originally target your products for the energy industry. How did you get into the energy space? Actually, it's funny.
1: We weren't focused on the energy sector at all, but just over a year ago, our founder, Paul Reed Smith, sat down for an interview with Chris Wallace. And after that, we got several calls from organizations in the industry and have been given the opportunity to process quite a lot of imagery from non-penetrating inspection, monitoring of critical infrastructure, and have discovered that we have a unique offering in all of those spaces.
0: Where can listeners find more information on the products, your infrastructure, and your relationship with Dell and NVIDIA?
1: They can look on our website at digitalharmonic.com or reach out to their Dell representative.
0: Mason Barron, Chief Technology Officer for Digital Harmonic. Thank you so much for all this great information on PurePixel and Keyframe and how your products fit within the existing infrastructure within the energy industry and help pre-process video imagery and other data, as well as more efficiently transport that data. Any final thoughts?
1: Now that we know we have a unique offering in the energy space, we're extremely excited to work with Dell and customers to bring that to bear on any of their problems.
0: Very much glad to have you as a partner, Mason. Thanks so much, and hopefully we can have you back on a future Dell Technologies Energy Power Chat.
1: Thank you.